0: Hi, I'm Daniel Lucas and welcome to Book 101. Book 101 is all about the books that are read for the last 40 years and today I have my special guest. He's award-winning author and the author of several books no other than Mr. Joe Clifford.
1: Thanks for having me, Daniel. It's good to be back. Yes, and welcome back,
0: Mr. Joe. And can you please again introduce yourself?
1: Uh, My name is Joe Clifford. I'm the author of, I think we're looking at about 20 books now. Uh, This includes Junkie Love, Jay Porter Thriller Series, The Lake House, Shadow People, All Who Wander, and the book we'll be talking about today, Say My Name. Say my name. But before
0: we got a name, let's do the recap of the last episode, All Who Wander.
1: Yes, All Who Wander tells the story of Brooke McCahey, who disappeared one night in 1991, never to be found again. That's the premise of the book. And we follow her estranged half-brother, Bobby, now Robert Kirby, who is a professor at Uniondale college up in upstate new york and uh, from there we get a lot of questions a few answers and a lot of adventure yes people
0: if you miss our episode please do listen because it's something else which one of your books we're gonna talk about today i think we're gonna be
1: talking about say my name
0: Oh, it seems like I'm seeing. Say my name. Say my name. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. So,
1: how did you craft it? Say my name. You know, it's funny people hear "say my name" and they they think of one of two things: either Beyonce or Walter White, <laughs> which couldn't be uh, which couldn't be further from each other. Uh, "Say my name" is a, is a metafiction sort of blend of true crime and and. Um, It's a tough book to classify because it breaks genre, it plays with trope, it treats uh, the narrative like a memoir, and what you're reading is really happening, and of course it's not. It's still fiction. It's the story of a true crime novel being written. This uh, confused a few people, left a few others angry, because you can't call something true crime. Of course, true crime novel, I'm telling you right off the bat that we're dealing with something that isn't exactly on the up and up. It's a story of a a writer buddy who returns home uh, to teach college at his alma mater. And while he's there, he encounters an Amber Alert about two missing girls, sisters, which brings him back to 1985. When he was in school and two, well, two obviously, twins went missing, Annabelle and Ava Rogers. And it's the case that sort of set him on the path to become a a, a writer, a crime writer. And uh, as the case, current case evolves, he um, finds he never really left that first case behind. And he's investigating both of those, and he'll find out that two cases, as so often as the case in mystery, become one.
0: Yes, and according to Free Heart, Love this engaging and surprising thrill ride. So Mr. Joe, is this a love story as the same time as a thriller? It's
1: a blend of a lot of different genres. I always make sure to put a love interest in a book, I think. I think books that don't have a love interest are missing an opportunity. I think uh, we want that love story up front, uh, even if it's somewhat subdued. But it's mostly the story of a man who's reconciling who he used to be who he became and like so often in in literature what you end up as as a person is so far well it's like life where you end up as a person is so far from the the young incarnation the dreams of a 12 or a 15 year old boy and the way you see your life going and you find yourself maybe 30 40 years later and you're not that person. Still, you have to get up, you have to get dressed, you have to go about your business. But there's a mourning, there's a sense of loss for that ideal, the idealism of a young man, young person, young woman. Uh, and in and, and reconciling that and learning to live with that less than is a, is a dangerous proposition. And that's sort of really what, what guides Say My Name for 300 pages. Wow, so Mr. Joe, what inspired you to write Say My Name? Well, I had an opportunity to go back to teach at my alma mater, Central Connecticut State University. And like so many books are born of asking that question, what if the opportunity never came to fruition? I imagined, what if I had gone back? What if I'd gotten divorced, gone back? and to my hometown and the the opportunity fell through from there you ask yourself you know a number of different possible scenarios what, what makes a book interesting what would make this uh worthy of having the page turned and in my case i there were two girls again two twins is sort of redundant but every time i say <laughs> twins i feel like they two twins There were twins in my high school class that always um let's just say captivated my attention uh, you know, as a, as a, as a teenager, uh, a teenage boy with, uh, some, you know, soaring hormones. Um, and uh, I just imagined, what if they'd gone missing? What if they'd gone missing? What if there'd been a, a hometown tragedy that, that was so devastating that that's what led our, really, we're talking about a, a, a nameless narrator. We, we call him Buddy because his buddy, and the book calls him Buddy. That's a lot of buddies, but... He has a friend, Jim Case, and uh, who's a real person, who, who calls him Buddy, so we use the word Buddy because it's very hard to describe a character when he doesn't have a name, but the character doesn't have a name. And that's part of the fun of, of calling the book Say My Name because you don't know what to call him. Uh, but it's asking that question, what if, and then going from there. And uh, When you're a writer and you do this for a living, that's really all you need to get started, what if. You present a scenario, what if a man shows up at your, your house, saying this is where he grew up and he wants to die now. And he wants to pay you for the opportunity to die there. Or well, you know, got a plot to a story. It's just a book I'm working on currently, Homesick. Uh, I asked that question, what if? And, and what I got was um, not what I expected. The uh, part of treating a, a book, writing a book from the, from the perspective of I, and use the word I in a narrative You know, you're not talking about yourself, you're talking about I in a literary sense, but it's also harder to divorce uh, yourself from that I. Just seeing the word I, it's hard to get away from thinking of that character as you. It presents a lot of fun challenges and it presents a lot of fun opportunities as well. I mean, it just brings you more intimately acquainted with the action on the page. So it's a first-person narrative, and I got to weave in elements of my life, and I got to create wholly original things that have nothing to do with my life. And that hybrid is, is is why I think "Say My Name" did as well as it did, did better than I thought it was going to do, and it sort of jump-started a career that had been a little a little stagnant for a little while. And it made, it was fun. It was a fun book to write, mostly. Honestly, I mean, it was a fun book to write when you're having fun writing a book. The reader generally has fun reading the book.
0: Interesting,
1: Mr. Joseph.
0: Say my name. What challenges did you face while writing it?
1: Well, mostly you're you're writing about a real people, and you have to get the permission to use their name. And in the case of the twins, I got one twin who was more than happy to let me use their name, and the other twin who said, "No, that's that's creepy. Please change our name." So the the twins in the book are not the real twins from my hometown. Whenever possible, I use the real names of real people. Once again, that lends that, um, I think I used this word last time, but it lends that verisimilitude uh, to, to the prose. Uh, I, I think that's, that's a huge part of a successful book, is feeling that ethos and logos and, and um, having it ring authentically, genuinely. And using someone's real name, once again, like using an eye, makes that person real, makes them more real than if you're making up a a character or making up a character name. I think there's just something about it. Uh, When you're writing Jim Case, who I went to school with, and I'm writing his name, I I picture him, I see him, I know his mannerisms I know his way of speaking. I know that he calls everybody buddy. (laughs) Uh, Like Twig the Wonder Kid from uh, David Bowie's Driving Saturday, I believe I could have the name wrong. Um, so yeah, that, that's 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 the, the challenges we're getting people to to agree to to let me have fun with their person and and Jim Cases and Ron La La to figures that uh, figure prominently in the in the narrative. Uh, they're really good sports about it. Also, we, the book is dedicated to our late friend Jack Laco. And that was, that was really the impetus for me to write the book, Jack Passed Away from Cancer a Few Years Ago. Jack was a big fan of my work, and I wanted to find a way to honor him. And Say My Name presented that opportunity for me to do that. Uh, Jack is very much a character in the book, and it was a nice way to spend some time with an old friend and a, an even better way to say goodbye, uh, if bittersweetly. Very well said, Mr. So How do you feel uh,
0: that your personal experiences have shaped your writing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's a $10 question, isn't it? I think we are our work. I think we are, especially in the case of a writer. We are so tethered to our experiences and how they shape us. And, and you know, if you think about it, almost like a, I mean, I look at it almost like a, a rock in, a, in the middle of a river, you know, how uh, <laughs> the force of water sort of sort of erodes us, and what we, what what keeps us central and grounded, and, and the part of us that's so essential it can't be stripped away. Uh, I think that's that's always paramount um, when you're talking about creating a work of art. Uh, it's it's the essence of who you are, and. And the way you see the world, and only you can write your book. they are, you know, they're talking about AI all the time. That's the new thing. Or they're talking about mm-hmm. uh, even plagiarism. Um, you know, it's it's sort of you can't copy a style. I mean, you can try to, but just by the action of copying a style, you're going to end up with your own style. And the only person that can tell your story is you. I don't think there's any other way it can be told. Or Anybody else can steal that idea or concept or, or, methodology. It's it's your story. It's it's who you are. It's, you know part of your soul gets on the page. is the typewise. It's, it's the Hemingway uh, mantra. You know, there's nothing to writing with sitting at the typewriter and bleeding. Uh, it's only your blood that's going to show up on the page. Indeed, Mr. Joseph.
0: What is your daily writing routine like when you're writing? Say my name.
1: When I write, I tend to write in in long bursts. I generally, uh, it's not been the case with with the new book, Homesick, but there's a number of reasons for that. I tend to write a book pretty quickly, uh, at least a draft of the the book. I tend to have it done in about a month. I mean, it's not a very good draft. I I have to go back and make it. I spend a lot of time shaping pretty poorly constructed sentences, but I generally write fast. Um, I like to, you know, write during the school year, so my boys are at school, my wife's at work, I have relative peace and quiet, although my wife has a Pomeranian that doesn't ever shut up, which makes it a little difficult to, to concentrate and focus, but you sort of get used to that, I guess, and or you turn the music loud. Every book I write has a soundtrack. Uh, I get back from the gym, and I generally write noon till, I mean, nine to noon, take a break, write one to three, pick up the kids. I cannot write in the afternoon. I don't know why that is some kind of circadian rhythm or maybe I was born to be uh, Latino and I should be getting my siesta in. I'm not sure. But then (laughs) uh, later on in the the evening after I was to bed, nine to midnight are some very good hours. Unfortunately, as I've gotten older, I'm, I'm 53 now. I, I'm presented with writing or going to bed, and bed has been winning out. But I also have a pretty bad, you know, uh, my body's sort of wrecked from a motorcycle accident. I, I have an assortment of mental maladies, uh, depression and anxiety, and, and all that fun stuff that goes along with being a creative type. So lately, bed's been winning out. Um, I also haven't really found my groove with, with homesick, which is a little frustrating. Actually, I think the premise is there. But Say My Name was, I wrote pretty quickly. That might be one of the faster books I, I've written. I just sat down and sort of banged it out. Um, I also wrote four books like that in, a, in less than a year, and that could be contributing to my malaise right now. It's uh, It's a lot of words to get, you know, extracted from the deepest parts of your being. But ideally, I try to write in the morning, a little afternoon, Early afternoon, and then I would try to write at night. And uh, I can write pretty quickly. You know, you start with 500 words a day, and you're ending up with about 5,000 a day. And I want to shout
0: out my top. 21 to 40 countries listening to this podcast for the last episode i shout out my one to 20 countries listening to me so i want to continue top 21 to 40 countries out of 144 countries listening to this podcast at number 21 pakistan number uh, 22 singapore South Africa, Colombia, Uganda, Algeria, Luxembourg, Denmark, France, Nigeria, Romania, Brazil, Obrigado, Obrigado, Brazil, Bhutan, United Arab Emirates, Ukraine, New Zealand, Switzerland, Saudi Arabia, Sherloin, Israel, Austria. At number forty, Norway. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Because this podcast is created in all over the world, like Mr. Joe Clifford. I like the cover of your book, Mr. Joe. <laughs> all the all the cover of your book is something else.
1: I, I am, all my books are designed by Christian Storm, who is one of the best designers I've ever encountered. He's a fantastic human being, wonderful to work with, and and I will be working with Christian as long as uh, as the stars line up. Yes, congratulations. So, Mister
0: uh, Joe, if you go back and revise, say my name. Which part of the books you want to revise?
1: You know, say my name. I, I. It's one of those books that that I wrote when I was done writing it. Felt pretty darn good about. There's nothing in there really I changed. There are, are several other books I've written. I can think of that I would like to, to go back and make some tweaks to, uh, tying up narratives and then uh, maybe make the prose flow a little better. But Sam Name Name's a, a special book, and then it was written so quickly. And I feel like I stuck the landing with it. And it's this nice little encapsulation of a moment in time. Uh, I thought, like uh, a few of my other books, and it really did have a chance to, to be the one to break me through Junkie Love, uh, Lamentation. This book. Uh, the one that got away is quite literally the one that got away. I thought those four books were my best efforts um, to gain widespread uh, commercial or national appeal. I've also just had to sort of accept that I'm in this, you know, college radio darling. I used to play in rock bands. i still playing rock bands. But, um, you know, an indie writer with a cult following is another fancy way of saying a, a writer who doesn't earn much money. But I do have loyal fans, and I do have a a pretty uh, committed fan base. And I think they responded to this one the way I wanted them to. Uh, It's uh, So there's very, I don't think I would, there's not much I would go back and change about this one. Definitely. So say my name, if you reminisce, which chapter you enjoyed the most? There's a scene where there's a a big... um, confrontation between buddy and the man he believes responsible for the missing twins and uh danny mcphee and and that that scene was a lot of fun to write comes you know towards the middle of the book and what i liked about it so much is is it's being set up as this you know violent interaction and and the tables sort of get turned there and and in the hunter is, you know, is the hunty or, or I mean, the hunted and however that phrase goes. <laughs> Sorry, it's early here. And, uh, and it's also played with, with more laughs than I think I intended it to have. Uh, but you, yeah, your, your sympathies sort of switch in that in that moment. So I'd say that was probably my favorite chapter to write.
0: If you have a favorite chapter to write, which is the chapter that is having difficulty to write? I
1: don't, you know. I, th- I think the first chapter is always the one you labor over the most because readers' attention spans are so short these days. We're not talking about living in eighteen, you know, twelve England or something. I mean, there's there's so many other entertainment. Vessels vying for your entertainment dollar. You don't have the opportunity, like say a Dickens, to describe the side of a house for eight and a half pages. If you don't grab that reader immediately and give them a reason not to leave, you lose them. So I'd say this first chapter is probably the hardest. And in this book, the first chapter is really not even a chapter. It's the uh, it's the prologue. It's the introduction. It's the author's note. The author's known about why he's writing a true crime novel, which of course I'm playing once again with trope and genre and blending fact and fiction. But I, I originally had that chapter probably, you know, 18, 20 pages, and I whittled it, whittled it, whittled it down to four and a half, uh, which is about the right length. And I think often when I read this excerpts of this book at you know conferences or you know any kind of reading, I, that's the chapter I'll read, and, and which is which is a hard to do reading the introduction, author's note but it, it really sets up what you're about to experience and i think it does it well
0: lot of work <laughs> <laughs> very well said mr Joseph, hey, my name is this a series a quartet a trilogy or standalone
1: you know i that's that's a really good question because it's not a standalone I re- i've written another book in the same universe called i won't say a word which, depending on which publisher takes it, it may be called—I won't say a word—or maybe called—I won't say a word—to a say my name. Novel. Uh, when you get to the end of this book, you, you'll you'll realize why I can't quite answer that question. Uh, I guess that the closest analogy I can draw is is to the superhero. The current you know <laughs> of superhero movies we see, but they talk about the universe. You're in the DC universe, you're in the Marvel universe, you're in the James Gunn universe. You're... So all you know, I I certainly have other books that take place within this universe. All my books sort of take take place within this universe, but I guess we could say it's kind of a series, but a very different series in that none of the characters are exactly the same. They're all iterations of versions of part of themselves. Uh, it's, it's hard to explain. Uh, you'd have to read it. You'd have to be there to get the joke. <laughs> but, uh, there's there's certainly a thread. There's certainly threads that tie them together. We can say that.
0: So do you think in
1: the future, Mr. Joe, that you will go, you will
0: go outside your comfort zone and write another genre?
1: I uh, think I do exactly that. I think that's part of my problem. Say my name is different than Lamentation and every every you know when I wrote Lamentation for Ocean View, La- Ocean View, wonderful people, Bob and Pat Gussin, terrific people, but they wanted the same book over and over and over and over and over and over again. Like with any series, they want the same book over and over and over again. James Patterson writes the same book over and over again, Lee Child's Reacher series. He's a fantastic writer. And this is not in any way to or so so is James Patterson for that matter. Uh, this is no way to take uh, and to dig at those uh, two of the greatest writers we know, um, but there is a. Uh, there's you know when you read a Jack Reacher novel, you're expecting a Jack Reacher novel. I, I get sick of writing the same book over and over again. I don't want to write the same. I don't want. I just don't do it. It's not interesting to me. So, the last book I wrote or finished, completed, I won't say a word is so far removed from where I started with just the thriller of of lamentation. We'll say we started there because you can only really write one junkie memoir. I'm always writing outside of my genre. I'm always making it very difficult, very difficult for uh, publishers to to help me out because I don't really write a, a typical novel. I don't write within these neatly defined definitions that allow you to put it in this section of the bookstore. I won't say a word for instance, is as much science fiction as it is, you know, ghost story, uh, as it is thriller, as it is domestic suspense. And, and Say My Name, the same thing. I, uh, I, I'm i always uh, trying to push that line and move it around and, and see what I can get away with because that's what I find interesting. And if, if I'm not finding it interesting to write it, you're not gonna find it interesting to read it. So I believe I've done that. My entire career which has been much to my detriment to be honest i probably should have written the same book over and over again i probably should have given ocean, ocean view the same jay porter books and done what they wanted which was hey can you make this guy a little happier <laughs> but that <laughs> wasn't the story I was telling, you know well done mr
0: joe and say name do you think is it good for a series or a motion picture
1: i think everything's good for a series it's all good for a motion picture mostly because i get paid you make it into motion picture, I get more money. <laughs> so it's very good. Uh, yeah, it's 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 good for those. I mean, I write with cinema very much in mind. We are we are living in a cinematic age. I uh, you know if you're gonna be if you're gonna be promoting your stuff, it's not Facebook anymore. It's the TikTok. That's where all the, the kids are, and and that's a visual medium. Um, I, I write my books to be movies. I do have a I do have a book. Well, I collaborated on with several other authors, that was option that is coming out on December 8th called uh, Culprits, it'll be on Hulu. And it's been very exciting to see how they take your creation, me and, and a lot of other people and, and change all of it and take still credit for it. But that's cool because I got paid and uh, it'll be fun to see my name, maybe. Maybe see my name, we might not, we might not even see my name in the, in the credits, you might just see uh, the two editors names and uh yeah who minds who cares it's, it's fun to see your work uh, interpreted by another and what they do with it and how they are inspired by it and where they take it so uh, i think Sam my name in particular would make a great uh, film just because of the twist ending uh, it's it's got it's very much i, I think of Sam my name and i won't say a word is twilight zone episodes that was a show that influenced my writing as much as bruce springsteen lyrics Definitely.
0: Indeed. So before we go, and I'm inviting you to listen to my other podcast, Love Letters, people. Love Letters on my second season. Love Letters is all about love stories that we can learn from them and a love story that been through ages that can explain what's the true meaning of love. So please do listen. Love Letters plus Our uh, books are out for Food 101 for my other podcast, Food 101, Volume 1, Basics Until 10 Volumes, are available on Amazon and leading online bookstores worldwide. So, Mr. Joe, how do you approach character development in Say My Name? Well,
1: the fun part about that was, like I said, we're working with real people, so more often than not i got to think of the person and describe them uh, one of the the characters in the book jim case a real person a good friend of mine i, I got to ascribe attributes that that are germane to jim case uh, he's bald in real life he's bald in the book he works for the phone company in real life he works for <laughs> the phone company in the book it, it took out some of the guesswork but again when you're talking about making something kind of true sort of true that is true when you need to rely on a concrete detail it's there for you whereas when something's entirely fiction you're always making up um you're making up what's happening my son is in the next room i'm i'm uh, my office is now next to his room and moved downstairs so I just got a text from him I need to leave my room <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we probably should wrap this up so my son can leave his room
0: <laughs> so how do you feel about the current state of publishing industry nowadays
1: can we use four letter words on here uh, I, I um, it's it's <laughs> it's tough you know everything um, I want I want uh, to quote the great Paul Westenberg is right in front of me, and um, it's just out of my reach. Uh, it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating because it's, you know, the dream of every writer is to be um, is to be huge. I don't think any writer writes to be. I don't. I don't think any writer writer writes to be. A cult darling. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. I think you're right. You write for, you write to be read. Um, uh, uh, Yeah, you write to be read. And so to do that, you want the biggest audience possible. And it's just not possible for everybody to be a superstar. If you will go back and give advice to yourself when you're
0: first starting out as a writer, what would it be?
1: Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. In fact, turn around, go back to being a criminal. That'd be my advice. Uh, there's more honor and dignity in being a criminal than there is in being a writer. Um, I just, I think that the arts are sort of a dying, uh, especially books are a dying art form. Uh, that you, the, the stats for, for reading after high school are dismal. It's only one in four reads a book after high school. So few finish a book. People don't like to pay for books. It's crazy. I, I make this joke so often, but we have no problem going to Starbucks and buying a seven dollar and eighty four cent latte. But if a book is not ninety nine cents or free, people won't buy it. Uh, it's crazy. Um, and, you know, you think a person puts a year of their life into a work, and 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 I can, uh, you know, I can check my sales daily, and you know, some days I have good sales, but there's some days where I sell less than a latte, and it's a little. It's, it's humbling to say the least, but, you know, capitalism is, that's, that's our system. And, and if you want people to read your book, you better write a better book. And that's on me. That's on me to write the best book possible in a book that's going to reach a, a broader audience. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, uh, stubbornness or just lack of acumen, I can't seem to do that. I write the kind of books that interest me. And, um, that doesn't necessarily appeal to, to a mass audience. So knowing that the advice I would give is don't do it. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't, don't become a writer, go do something else because it's sort of asking for a lot of heartache and rejection. And and unless you're willing to compromise more than you're comfortable with, and, and I don't think we are. You're, you're sort of pigeonholing yourself. And uh, and I've certainly done that. Um, and that's just a bitter old man saying, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm getting up all day off my lawn, yeah. turn on the music, party should end at 11 o'clock, Anyone up after bed at midnight's up to no good. I'm getting to be, uh, you know, turning into my father. Yeah. Uh, what can you do? Definitely.
0: So, Mr. Joe, what is your inspiring message for those aspiring writers out there
1: i said not do it um <laughs> you know my, my advice to writers is aspiring writers it really is all the same i'm, I'm always them myself don't don't do it Quit. do something else and, and when writers say i can't i can't i have to write it's who i am then you know you, you know unfortunately that you're dealing with a writer and, and now you have to just put your butt in the chair and do the writing and and thicken your skin it's it's a strange position of of knowing what to let in and what to block out you have to be open to criticism and feedback but you also have to realize that everybody everybody who reads your book is going to have a suggestion and knowing which suggestions to take uh and which suggestions not to take is tough usually if you hear it once you know you kind of catch you know push it aside if, if 12 readers tell you the same thing then you need to start listening um we can't see our own work. We're not the best arbiter. Uh, we're not the best judge of our own talents. Um, just because of the, how close we are to the creation, you know, which is part of the reason why Stephen King says, you know, take six weeks off in between reading drafts and read it. you know, come at come at it from a different point of view. But if, you know, when, when somebody's starting out writing, it's, it's, it's all about putting, you know, putting in the time and getting those horrible sentences and and learning to read those horrible sentences. In in the beginning, all sentences are are horrible. And learning how, uh, you know, the musicality of language, the rhythm of language, the flow of language, the economy of language, um, you know, as in the words of the the immortal Mark Twain, there's the difference between a right word and an almost right word. It's the difference between a lightning and a lightning bug. And uh, every sentence has to be meticulous. And this this is an addition to the plot, but also has to be, you know, the first the first thing that comes is the plot. If you don't have a read, if you don't have a good plot, people aren't going to read. Down, you know, sitting, you need know, the sentence level, some people don't really care about sentences. I'm not going to bash on E.L. James or, or uh, you know, Dan Brown because they've sold more in 12 minutes than I will in a lifetime. But I don't think people read those books for the elegance of the prose. Uh, they read it for the story. So if you got to choose between the sentence or the story, you go with the story, I, I, I pick both. Um, I, I spend a lot of time on my syntax and polishing it up. So, you know, my advice to a writer would certainly be get that story down and then make your sentences perfect. But uh, you probably save some time with skipping that second point of advice because I'm not sure everybody, anybody, I think these professors really care how, how well-crafted the sentences. Yes, and you cannot please everybody, people
0: your passion to write 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 and who knows you are one of the best in the making like mr joe clifford say my name can you invite our listeners to support this book
1: uh sure uh it's free right now (laughs) it's free right now on amazon uh which seems to be the best way to sell a book by giving it away but uh go to amazon both say my name and all who wander are free uh, along with junkie love are all free uh yeah so you can get them for uh you know much less than a a latte and or read them while you're you're drinking your seven dollar latte uh but they're all free right now and um they're all available and i hope you would read them i hope you like them i hope you drop me a note Eh, whether or not well, whether you like them is sort of irrelevant uh if you're reading them, that's sort of the important part that's the impart uh for me. That's what I need. I need readers. So um yeah, you can find them over there at the on the Amazon and I hope you pick them up. I yes. hope You like them. Yes, people. Let's support Mr. Joe Clifford, because if you
0: support him, more and more books to come. And of course, he will come back and come back to my podcast to promote them all. Thank you, listen notes for the latest listen score of twenty-six and Uh, belong to 10 percent my fourth season is coming and i'll make sure my fourth season is bigger better and bolder so mr joe clifford thank you so much for your time
1: well thank you so much for having me daniel we'll see you next week
0: more people see you soon